Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. And to you who are troubled, rest with us when the Lord shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power, when he shall come to be glorified in his saints and to be admired in all them that believe, because our testimony among you was believed in that day. Second Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 7 through 10. There's a lot to unpack in this passage, but here is the revelation that I want you to grab hold of today, my friend, that there is a fire now and a fire to come, a trial by fire and the Holy Spirit, a fire on the earth and at the return of Jesus, and a fire in eternity for those who reject him. There is a baptism by fire that burns within us and serves to destroy the flesh and the lust thereof. There is a judgment by fire in the end that comes to burn up the flesh that refused to submit to the cleansing process of the Holy Spirit. We, the saints and vessels of honor, are like gold tried in the fire, The prideful, the selfish, the wicked, and the rebellious are like the chaff that is consumed and is cast away. All the works of man's hands will be found to be but ash on the final day, while the works of God's hands will be found to be a work of righteousness and of perfection. Oh, be willing to be consumed now that your soul may burn bright like the stars of heaven forever and ever, or else stand in rebellion and be cast into the fires of damnation, where your will will be consumed and burned away forever and ever. As the scripture tells us, all will burn at some point. The choice that we are given is to choose our fire, to choose when, And to choose rather we will be changed into his great likeness, who is a flame of fire. Or if we will be cast into the fierceness of his great burning wrath. Because that we rejected the greatness of the gift that he offered us through Jesus. Who is the only way of escape from the fiery judgment that is coming. You see, when the Holy Spirit came, John the Baptist said this. In Luke chapter 3, verse 16, he said, I indeed do baptize you now with water, but there is one who is mightier than I, whose shoelaces I am not worthy to unloose. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire, whose winnowing fan is in his hand, and he shall thoroughly purge his threshing floor and will gather the wheat into his garner and the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Yes, we can ask to be baptized by fire, by the fire of the Holy Spirit that we might burn with fervency and urgency to do the work of the kingdom because that we understand that there is a physical fire coming to the nations. 
In fact, John the Baptist tells us in this passage that the purpose of the Holy Spirit is to cleanse us, is to make us righteous and holy, to purify unto Christ a bride that he will be able to receive into New Jerusalem with him and be protected from the fiery judgment that is coming. See, it's just like in the time of Noah. That's what Jesus said, right? When when his disciples asked him, what would it be like whenever the Son of Man returned? He said it would be just like it was in the days of Noah. They would be living their lives and doing the things that they thought was right until the day that Noah went into the ark and shut the door and it began to rain. It's going to be the same when Jesus returns again. There are going to be many who are going to be lost in their rebellion, who didn't take the warning serious, who didn't listen to the preachers of righteousness, who didn't get in the ark, which this time is Jesus. Only there won't be a flood of water this time. There will be fire that will burn up much of the earth. The Bible says that the grass and the trees would burn. The oceans would boil. That the whole world would be like Sodom and Gomorrah. And that so few men would survive this. That they would be more rare than gold. You see the fire in the Bible is not just all imagery. There is a reality of something that is coming. That will burn the very heavens above us. And the whole world will be changed. But Jesus made a way of escape. He took the judgment. He took the wrath for us. He drank that cup. And he offers for us to come into the ark. But he's doing just like Noah did. He's preaching righteousness. And asking you by faith to believe what he has said. And take the way of escape that God through him has provided. But even that is not the end of it because after the wrath is poured out new jerusalem has come and we have stood before the great white throne judgment there will be a final destination and for the rebellious and the wicked and those who have refused to heed the teachings of jesus they will be cast into hell's fire for all eternity where the worm never dies and the fire is never quenched i'll take the gospel message serious Father, baptize us today with a revelation through the power of your Holy Spirit of the destination that it would cause an activation of faith and of urgency for evangelism to see our loved ones saved and to not just say, oh Lord, I'm ready, come and get me, but to say, oh God, have mercy, save my family. Baptize me in fire now and let me burn for you that others may come and watch me and know your word is true. We are lamps that cannot be hid if the fire of the Holy Spirit abides within. And Hebrews chapter 1 verse 7 says this, that God makes his angels, spirits, and his ministers a flame of fire. You see, in the Old Testament times, when a sacrifice was laid upon the altar in the temple of God, the very fire of God fell upon it and consumed it. This was a sign that the presence of God was in the temple. And when it didn't happen, then they knew that it had departed from it. But on the day of Pentecost, when the 120 prayed in that upper room for several days straight, and then all of a sudden it says there was a sound as of a mighty rushing wind, 
And then the Holy Spirit came in and rested upon each of them as cloven tongues of fire upon their head. They saw it and they understood the meaning of it. They understood that this meant that we are now the temple. The Holy Spirit has returned. It has infilled us. The sacrifice of Jesus has been accepted and now dwells and lives within us by the power of his spirit. Oh Lord, that wherever we go, wherever you send us, you can be with us. Oh Lord, give us understanding of your gospel message that we might preach it, that we might be like Noah and Elijah and John the Baptist and Jesus and all of the apostles and the prophets that came before us, that we might be preachers of righteousness, calling all men to repentance and telling them to get on the ark. Time is short. You don't want to miss the return of the Lord. You don't want to be found unready. Because if you choose to burn now, then the fire won't have any harm on you. But if the fire within you burns hotter than the fire around you, then what do you have to fear? You'll be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who refused to bend the knee to the idols of an earthly king, who stood as an archetype and a testimony for those who will stand against the Antichrist one day, who will refuse to bow to his image. And will have to face fiery trials. But because of it. When they were thrown into the furnace. Jesus was with them in it. And it did not hurt them. So for those who stand against the Antichrist spirit. In the time of great tribulation. And refuse to bow to his image. Or to take his mark. Who refuse to stop preaching righteousness. And being a witness of the life and testimony of Jesus. Then in the end. When this great destruction comes upon the earth and the Antichrist stands there as a false covering and promises men that he has a safe place for them. They can come into his shelters. They can come into the dens and the mountains and be protected. He will save them. But they got to take his mark and pledge allegiance to him. But the Christians that believe they will know they will not bend the knee. They will remember Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. And they will say as those boys did on that day. That I will not hesitate to answer you in this matter. I refuse to take the mark. I refuse to pledge allegiance. I refuse to seek refuge in men or with demons. Because my God is able to save me. But even if he doesn't, still will I not bow the knee. Then it says in the scripture, when that day comes and the fires fall, that the rich men and the wicked men and the prideful men will hide themselves in the dens of the earth and they will cry out from the sign of the Son of Man that is coming in the heavens. But it will not save them. Yet for the saints of God who stood in faith, it says they will be heard singing in the fires and they will not be hurt. We can read it in Isaiah chapter 24 verse 14. It says, and they will lift up their voices and they shall sing for the majesty of the Lord and they shall cry aloud even from the sea. Wherefore glorify ye the Lord even in the midst of the fires, even the name of the Lord God of Israel from the isles of the sea. Because as we read in Zechariah chapter 25 verse 2 of God's promise to the church to his people to Israel to the bride he says for I saith the Lord will be unto her a wall of fire round about her and I will be the glory in the midst of her what do we have to fear because you see 
Hellfire is meant to destroy the soul. The soul is the mind, the will, and the emotion. You have no will in hell. That's why the Bible says not to fear men who can destroy only the body, but to fear God who can destroy the body and the soul in hell. The spirit is eternal, but the soul is your will. You will not have the desires of your will in hell. Therefore, the fires of hell destroy the soul. Fires on earth, they can only destroy the body. You see, in Christendom today, we have a lot of mantras. We say a lot of things. We talk about the fire, the water, the wind. But very few of us understand any of it. It's time to pick up the Bible and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal his word to you. Because it's very important. Because it's all coming true. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11, we read this. For no other foundation hath any man laid other than that which is Jesus Christ. Now, if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest. For the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work, for what sort it is. If any man's work abide, which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. And if any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved yet as of by fire because it comes down to this that anything we build in the flesh is for the temporary it is materialism and it is vanity and in the end all of that is going to burn but the work that we do in obedience to the lord will save souls Therefore, in the end, when the fires come, it doesn't matter what is consumed. Rather, the whole world, everything material, even our very flesh, what difference does it make if their soul is saved? Then they'll live forever with Jesus. But we have a promise even beyond that, that they will be called in to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Those that are still alive. When Jesus returns, it's going to be like Noah and his family. When the time came to get on the ark, they're not going to burn. They're going to be saved supernaturally. They're going to be welcomed into New Jerusalem. They're going to join Jesus for the marriage supper of the Lamb. Because they kept their lamps trimmed with oil and the fire burning within so that they didn't miss him. So you see, the point of my message today is to make sure that you are burning now so that you won't be caught unaware by the fires that are coming. Because they will happen very suddenly, just like it happened in the days of Noah. Now, for those who are in right standing with God and seeking and praying, it will not come upon them like a thief in the night because they are not asleep. They are watching for the signs, the times, and the seasons. They're like the wise virgins. But don't let the enemy lull you to sleep or deceive you into thinking that you have forever. Believe me, it is coming quickly. In this world, we know that there are things like nuclear fires, wars, attacks, things that could change our whole world in an instant, but none of it compares to what is really coming. Because just as the world is a whole different place now than what it was before the flood, so will it be again, because the same event is about to happen. It's time to read the word, and take it serious so that you're not deceived by the great deception that will precede it. If 
Father, we ask for wisdom today. We ask for the fire of your Holy Spirit to come and reveal your word and your truth to us. To give us a hunger, Lord, as we read your word. Oh, Lord, let us pick up your word and hunger for it and thirst for righteousness because you said if we will, then we will be filled. Oh, Lord, and help us to have the platforms that are necessary to teach it, to preach it, put us in the right places before the right people, whether they be paupers or kings, in pulpits or parliaments, in the workplaces, in the highways, in the byways, before our family or before whole nations. Your will be done, Lord, but make the work fruitful, that they may be saved, that they might hear the truth and have an opportunity to receive you before you return. Because when you come, you're coming for your bride to protect us, to bring us into new Jerusalem before everything else burns. Nothing's going to stop what's coming. It will happen. It's been prophesied from the beginning. Our only hope of salvation is found in Jesus. He paid the price for us. He made a way for us to become his bride that we might be able to leave this old house, the house of bondage that we have lived in and enter into New Jerusalem with him, the place that he has been preparing. He went to prepare a place for us in his father's house that we might abide with him and be protected. And then that from that place, after all of this has happened, we might be able to come back out and do a work in the earth of restoration. There is a lot in the scripture that the average believer does not understand because they waste so much time being distracted by entertainment and flattery and materialism. Truth is stranger than fiction, my friend. Everything the scripture says is a fact. It's been proven or it is in the process of happening now. Learn it. Love it. And take it serious. Let it burn in your heart. And then let him use you to take it to the nations. Oh, come Holy Spirit. Light in us the hope of salvation. This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.